0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, January 30th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. FDA Foods Program announcement coming this week. CBD decision draws more flack and state attorney generals push EPA on E-15. Food Industry Consumer Advocates Anxiously Awaiting FDA Announcement. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf is due this week to reveal his response to demands that he shore up the leadership of the agency's food programs. A coalition of industry groups and consumer advocates has been pushing Califf to hire a deputy commissioner of foods who would have line authority over all food-related programs. But members of the coalition are bracing themselves for an announcement tomorrow that falls short of that mark. Mitzi Baum, CEO of the group Stop Foodborne Illness, is expecting an announcement along the lines of an outline of steps the FDA will take. If so, there might still be opportunity for stakeholder input, Baum says. Roberta Wagner, a 28-year veteran of the FDA's who's now vice president for regulatory and technical affairs for the Consumer Brands Association, said FDA's food program needs to be elevated within the agency. It's not on par with medical products. That's going to require naming deputy commissioner of food, she said. For one of, for more on this week's agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead. CBD decision throws regulatory issues to Congress. Meanwhile, criticism continued to pile up over FDA's announcement last week of its decision that it cannot regulate CBD in food or dietary supplements. Only Congress can provide an appropriate, quote, regulatory pathway, the agency said, pledging to work with the Hill on a solution. Jonathan Miller, general counsel of the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, said that days before FDA's announcement, his group presented the agency officials with extensive data demonstrating the safety of products containing CBD at low levels. We expect in the coming days legislation to be reintroduced that would require FDA to regulate CBD as a dietary supplement and as a food and beverage additive, he said. We're hopeful that will bring FDA to the negotiating table. But noting that FDA has said it needs new authority, he added If there's a need for new authorities that are reasonable, we're fine. But we don't want to create something new that's going to take years to develop and continue to further stall the industry. That's going to be the big challenge here. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak. After this, located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Midwest Attorney General's press for E-15 waiver. Attorneys General representing seven Midwestern states are pressing EPA to issue a waiver that would allow E-15 to be sold in the region starting this summer. In a letter to EPA Administrator Michael Regan, the Attorney generals, the Attorneys General note that a group of governors formally petitioned for the waiver more than 270 days ago. Without prompt action, there's a risk that E-15 gasoline will not be available during the 23 summer driving season and vehicle emissions will be higher than if EPA followed its obligations under the Clean Air Act, the AG's right. Now take note, the attorneys general represent states of Iowa, Illinois, Nebraska, Minnesota, South Dakota, Missouri, and wisconsin nine states in total have sought authorization from epa for year-round e-15 use u.s soy exports spike with strong shipments to china More than 63% of the 1.9 million metric tons of U.S. soybeans shipped out the week of January 13th to 19th went to China. That according to the latest weekly trade data from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. After the 1.2 million tons to China, Mexico was the second highest destination, taking over 228,000 tons of U.S. soybeans in that seven-day window. China and Mexico were also destinations for U.S. corn and sorghum exports during the week. The U.S. shipped uh, almost 394,000 tons of corn and 700 tons of sorghum to Mexico. China was the destination for 71,500 tons of U.S. corn, 70,800 tons of U.S. sorghum ag leaders to gather in Washington to press for free trade agreements. Farm leaders will meet in Washington Thursday to increase pressure on Congress to demand a more aggressive U.S. trade agenda, and that includes new free trade agreements and better access to foreign markets through lower tariffs. The umbrella group, Farmers for Free Trade, is organizing an event with members of the Corn Refiner's Association, National Corn Growers Association, National Milk Producers Association, CoBank, North American Meat Institute, National Association of Wheat Growers, and the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture. With a new Congress, new committee leaders, and newly confirmed ag trade officials at USTR and USDA in place, the U.S. ag community is taking advantage of an important moment to push for regaining a foothold in international trade, says the Farmers for Free Trade. The United States has not completed a trade agreement that provides access to new markets in over a decade, while competitors in South America, Europe, and Asia have been completing deals that preference their ag products. Reconnect program to see changes under new USDA rule. The Agriculture Department's Rural Utility Service is hoping to streamline its ReConnect program by doing away with outdated requirements. That according to a final rule being published today. The rule requires applicants for ReConnect funding to register in the agency's online system for award management and update their information in the database annually. It also updates the program's Buy American requirement. Here's today's They Said It. Given the importance of this issue, the undersigned attorneys general call on the EPA Administrator and the Office of Management and Budget to promulgate regulations as required by the Clean Air Act by the end of January. That deadline will allow each of the undersigned states to enjoy the cost and air quality benefits of year-round E-15 through the 2023 summer driving season. That seven state attorneys general on a January 27th letter to EPA Administrator Michael Regan and OMB Director Shalanta Young. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, January 30th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowley.